We have put in place, uh, well ahead of today's decision, a plan specifically targeting learning gaps for uh, English, for areas of reading and math, where we've seen regression uh, given the challenges and the disruptions of the pandemic. To be fair, that's a phenomenon, that's a reality young people are facing around the world. But we have a plan in this province, $85 million targeting those learning gaps to help bridge them. We've also put in place the largest summer learning program. We've expanded access to tutoring for uh, you know subjects including mathematics, where teachers would lead tutoring instruction in English and French for more students in the province. We've done all of that recognizing that we have work to do to support these kids. Well, that was Education uh, Minister uh, Stephen Lecce, and I'm sorry, but it's going to take a lot more than that to get kids caught up. When you look at the big picture, Ontario kids have lost more schooling than any child in the world. If you combine all the months they've lost, it's 23 weeks. It's a year and a half of lost education. So the education minister is saying, well, the province has all these programs available for these learning gaps. But this is not going to make up for the hundreds of hours lost over the last year. And from the sounds of it, whether the kids catch up or not, it looks like kids across Ontario are just going to be pushed through to the next grade, whether they're ready or not. Paul Bennett, director of Schoolhouse Consulting, also author of The State of the System, a reality check on Canada's schools, joins me now in our latest installment of Education Watch. And a good day to have you on, Mr. Bennett. Certainly, it's very timely. Yeah. No one, uh, I don't think, is surprised. The rumblings have been out there and the leaks have been out there for, for a week or so now that the schools likely wouldn't go back. Certainly a... Um, uh, a disappointment, but you know we didn't really learn anything new. Like there was really, to me, no justification as to why they couldn't figure out something. Maybe for something for elementary kids, maybe getting kids to go outside. But there was no real outside the box thinking. I didn't see will here. I think you're right. Um, it looked like the uh, premier was um, conflicted um, over just the various positions. It's one year to the next election. That has to be said. It's a factor in all these considerations. And apparently there is a rumored cabinet shuffle coming up later this week or early next week. So it may not be the end of uh, the announcements. I'd like to go back and just your point about 23 weeks of school being lost. A new study just came out which indicated just how much more Ontario students have missed and um, take um, the maritime provinces about 18 days and uh, only 12 in British Columbia, which is interesting. But you're absolutely right. Uh, Kids have been out of regular in-person schools in Ontario more than anywhere else. The most interesting thing today was nothing the Premier said, because we know that 2 million students going back indoors for three weeks uh, is not ideal. But given the circumstances and how much they've lost, perfectly understandable why it would have been valuable. I I was shocked that he referred to Arthur. Uh, that was an amazing story he related. So what does it say mm-hmm. about Doug Ford that he would last night, he would get in his pickup truck and he would drive over to Arthur's house. This yes. was a boy who was in French immersion that had written him a letter, stuck it through his door He gets in his truck, he goes over, and he sits down with Arthur, and he tries to convince him that uh, school should remain closed. And Arthur actually says he wants to go back to school. And what is amazing about that is that's the Ford nation again. But it's also an indication that the the, uh, election is only a year away, and you may be seeing more of the Doug Ford populism. I watched his presentation today like a hawk 
just picking up signals of what he was trying to do. I don't know why he didn't approve the regionalized approach. I mean, when you look at the scientific evidence, everyone agreed that there are large swaths of Ontario where there is no real threat, and he could have at least done that. Um, You could argue that the case counts and the Indian variant is so severe and dangerous that there are parts of Peel and Toronto and York region that maybe it would be wise to hold off. But, um, you know, there's really not an argument to to closing, to keeping them all closed for the balance of the year. And I know uh, your listeners are mostly in the GTA, so... Uh, it doesn't well, really. Well, mine, mine are right across southwestern Ontario. So, for those who are in areas like Brantford, where there are no cases, yes. or small regions, that, there's no reason why they should have been out of school at all, in my mind, but certainly no, not for the last uh, few weeks. No, you're quite right about that. But um, I have been on record as, as uh, urging a what I call a flexible response that you look at the case counts and you don't automatically close schools. Um, but what was interesting was his statement about. He asked the uh, he asked the experts could they guarantee that there wouldn't be a flare up, and uh, but he did he did um, misquote the experts' advice. They said there would be a six to eleven percent rise right. in cases. He grabbed on the eleven percent and of said there would be thousands of kids. You know he 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 went to the high end, but Dr. Brown also said these cases are manageable. Yes, that's right. The interesting thing that I I wanted to emphasize today is. How serious was that commitment to do uh, learning recovery? And is that really enough? Um, You've made the point that uh, it's not enough, but um, they are the only province, let's be fair, to commit to, um, you know, 85 million for learning recovery to math and reading programs in the summer uh, led by teachers. Um, That hasn't been implemented elsewhere. It's been recommended everywhere. It's been in some U.S. jurisdictions. So if they pull that off, it's better than most, but there's also a bigger learning loss problem. Uh, He also made a big uh, emphasis that schools will definitely open in September. So I think the commitment is absolutely certain. There will be no way that they can back out of that now. Yeah, and see, and I'm not so sure about that because we're still going to have the variants, we're still going to have cases, and he said that students have to be vaccinated. Well, if they're not vaccinated and teachers aren't vaccinated, there's no guarantee. My concern is that, you know, the one thing I hear a lot from people is, well, what's another two or three weeks? Well, it's a lot because two or three weeks is never just two or three weeks in this pandemic for these kids. It's the cumulative effect. It's severe. And uh, there's nothing like routines, and parents definitely need some help. There's no question about it. There's a tremendous feeling of pressure. It's almost overwhelming. And uh, that was the the pressure. And it's coming mainly from urban parents who are two working families. That's the case everywhere in Canada. That's where you get the pressure um, to resume, for schools to resume. You know, the interesting thing is comparing one province to another. The New Democratic Party and the teachers unions uh, actually were more in favor of returning to school in Ontario than they've been elsewhere. Elsewhere, they kind of played a funny little game where they would saying, you know, they they don't really like online learning, but, um, you know, it's too dangerous to go back into the schools. And they kind of had it both ways, particularly in Nova Scotia. You know, Nova Scotia went the other way. They announced as of today, all students are going to be back tomorrow in every one of the schools. 
Uh, mind you, they did not have the numbers of, of, of missed days either. But that's a very controversial decision because the teachers' union is dead set against it here. Isn't it ironic that the yeah. teachers' unions in Ontario were more in favor of going back? Yeah, well, I mean, the bottom line is we're going to run into these political problems, I think, uh, in in the fall when, when we have to get back to normal. My concern is that this was a very pro-education premier in this pandemic and said, you know, the kids will be the last to leave the class, like school and schools will be the last thing we close and the first thing we open. And here we are. And he's completely reversed his stance on this thing, erring on the side of caution, um, you know, saying that he's worried about these kids. But what he's not worried about are these mental health issues that we know are happening to them. And so he's worried about them maybe possibly not getting COVID, but they are getting these major mental health issues, as you know. Absolutely. And that's one of the great uh, tragedies of this whole episode that's been going on. Um, he did say things. We'll get kids and teachers vaccinated, making sure that schools are safer, and there will be some work done on ventilation before September. Uh, all those things do take time. And you could make the argument that, you know, that is a viable plan, you know, get everybody vaccinated and get the schools a better ventilation. So there's no excuses going back I think there's there's a uh, the out, uh, in-person outdoor graduations. That's a controversial thing because it seems to fly against some of the other things he was saying. And apparently, this fellow Arthur, he thought that was a good idea. You know, having graduations. Yeah. Well, and also showing up unannounced, breaking uh, breaking the bubbling rules. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, yeah, the thing didn't make sense to me today. Nonetheless, none of this has made sense to me. Um, and, and I mean, only time is going to tell on this. So we'll stay tuned and see uh, if Mr. Lecce remains the education minister or if he shuffled out. So that will be interesting to see what they do with that. Paul, I'm up against the clock on this. I appreciate your time. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, we'll keep watching this closely. It's fascinating times in Ontario education, to say the least. If you If you mean fascinating by saying crazy times, you are right then. Paul, thank you very much. That's Paul Bennett. He's the uh, director of Schoolhouse Consulting, author of The State of the System, which is a reality check on Canada's schools. He joins us every couple of weeks.